friends, we are back with another episode of Bradeshwar Diaries, documenting the journey and dilemmas of a millennial parent. This is brought to you by iCafe Podcasts, born with the collaboration of Tell Me Your Story and Zero Hour Entertainment. I am Koral Das Gupta, your host, and I look forward to an episode which must give me a lot of pleasure and you a lot of information. It's a great pleasure in introducing our esteemed guest for today. She is an artist, a corporate communication professional, upcoming author and blogger, and a very dear friend, Shrusti Rao. Welcome to the show, Shrusti. Hi, Koral. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm very excited to be here. I was really looking forward to this. And um, yeah, I would love to share my journey as a mother and the obvious dilemmas that we are in because of the changing world. You know, Shrusti, I had been talking about in the last episode that how to get children off TV. And one mm-hmm. of the uh, areas that I very strongly felt that uh, we can touch upon is to get them involved in art, craft, painting, which is typically your area. You know this world inside out. So why don't you tell me a little about the first thing? How did you as an individual mm-hmm. get involved in this world? How did you become an artist? Yeah. Um, so I started uh, sketching at a very young age and uh, in our era when there were no YouTubes or uh, television channels, we read comics mm. um, at a very young age. So I was one of uh, the kids who started reading very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I started reading very early, I would read comics mm. at that age. Uh, but what attracted me more uh, in comics were, were the visual representation mm. Um, you know, in addition to the story. So I I used to sketch out the comics that I would read. So Mm -hmm. comics like Superman, Archies, I would sketch out the characters and start, you know, writing dialogues for them um, and stuff like that. So I started sketching and coloring those sketches at a very young age. Um, My father also... uh, brought me a lot of coloring books. So that helped. So when I was younger, like say three or four years old, I started coloring in coloring books. I started using crayons and color pencils. Um, And then obviously at the age of six, seven, started sketching and, you know, so on and so forth. And and then eventually uh, uh, I took admission in arts college and I studied fine arts. So so that's been my journey as as an artist. Yes. So, Shristi, uh, in general, if I uh, put it across, as a person, mm-hmm. how do you think art has changed your world or more more than your world? How does it impact your mind or in general, people's mind? Um, that's a very deep question, you know. Um, how do I answer that? So, w- art has many ways of entering a person. Uh, it can enter a person visually. Um, you know, by the means of what you see. Mm. Uh, It can uh, touch you emotionally because when you visually see something, you feel something Mm. and then it touches you emotionally. It can touch you spiritually. Mm. So so by the means of the eye. And here I'm only talking about visual art. Um, By means of looking at what uh, you see, uh, it touches your soul. Mm. And then that's how you spiritually uh, feel feel the uh, work of art mm. and then art has um, uh, another way, means of entering you is uh, through your intellect mm. so when an art makes you think so that's the intellectual way of you know entering uh, you so these are the four means that I would say the art 
can enter you or change you or impact you. Uh, so as an artist, you know, I've been through all of these phases. Um, I work through what I feel or what I think or what I uh, believe in. So uh, even my pieces of art would reflect that uh, as I'm a, um, an abstractionist. So, mm. uh, you know, um, whatever I paint essentially uh, is what I feel or I think, mm. you know. Mm. Um, uh, so how it has changed me is, um, you know, when you're in art college, they don't just teach you how to draw because that is essentially why you are in art college because you already know how to draw uh, what they essentially teach you is how to think uh, or how to uh, perceive uh, or how to translate what you think or what you feel or what you perceive uh, into a work of art uh, on paper on canvas or you know the various mediums that are available today hmm. so uh that is something that you have said. I mean, thank you for that lovely answer. You know, I was totally engrossed in that, in the things that you were saying. Probably something that we all know, but nobody puts that up so yeah. beautifully like you did. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, we are talking about adults. Now, if we go towards the more uh, innocence, mm -hmm. the more mm -hmm. uh, unfertile land, which is a mm -hmm. child's mind, mm -hmm. how do you think it happens there? Because for mm -hmm. them... Colors are a, a splash of, a yeah. dash of life, right? Uh, how does colors or art in general impact a child's mind? Yeah. Or how does it shape up their personality? Yeah. So um, uh, I, I spoke about, you know, um, uh, what the art college does to you uh, is essentially um, teach you how to feel, how to perceive, how to see the world. It's essentially making you a child again. Because a child mm. is without biases. Correct. And by the time you reach adolescence and mm. you become an adult one when you're entering college, you are already filled with conditioning and biases and cultural biases and geographical biases and other stuff that, you know, you come across or your parents teach you. Um, uh, essentially, it is peeling off that uh, to make an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, and a child has no biases. They are not conditioned yet. Uh, they don't know what fear is. They don't know that black is black and white is white. It is for you to teach them that this is what it is. I'm not talking from uh, the point of view of a color, but I'm talking um, from the point of view of the world. You know, mm. they do not have judgments. Uh, they're just very, very clean. So they look at a color the way it is or a shape the way it is because they don't have biases in them so um, when you introduce them to art um, I think they're the best artists because it's just as honest as it can get after that you know as they grow up as they grow older they tend to be perfect and they tend to make art that people will like and mm -hmm. you know stuff like that their biases their conditioning this the subconscious the subconscious behind of, the conscious yeah, yeah I mean uh, uh, the uh, intention of likability and things like that so uh, that adds up and then that adds up to what uh, a child is creating so they're best they're at their creative highest uh, I think till the age of four or five mm -hmm. um because they know nothing about the world. 
So uh, that's the best when they use colors and uh, how how they would want to translate uh, the world that they see around mm. themselves. Um, so that's how it is. So the the older we grow as people, the more baggage we carry with us, and that baggage is what stops us from being artists. Correct. Yeah. So uh, you, as a mother who is yeah. an artist, yeah, how do you do that with your child? Yeah. I mean, I understand. I mean, I assume that you wouldn't have an ambition mm. for that matter, which yeah. is the case with most of the people. Yeah. But then your capacity to impact your child yeah. with the scope of art is far bigger than many of us. How do you do that? Some tips would help. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have never told my child that he needs to be an artist because I am an artist or he needs to be good at drawing because I'm good at drawing. Um, he was very young when I uh, gave him a sponge and a brush mm-hmm. uh, and a palette and he would just go like dab, 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 dab on paper. Uh, I still have his... Uh, artworks at home and he would just enjoy it and then he would be completely covered in color himself and you know I think that was one of the best time that we spent together because I would be painting and he would be dab dabbing <laughs> you know so so you did uh, it together we did it together yes both of us fully covered in color and um, I would put music and we would just paint to it uh, in fact over the years as he's grown up he's developed his own uh, liking towards Uh, animes mm-hmm. um, like you call it and that's what he sketches now but uh, even today you know when I'm painting in my studio mm-hmm. he sits next to me with his uh, uh, sketchbook mm-hmm. and he sketches and and uh, fills color in it um, for him there's a long way to go still he's learning uh, but I, I would say he has the natural inclination but whether he's going to take it up I still don't know Neither does he, uh, and I'm not pushing him. Um, but yes, we have that studio time when I'm painting. He also comes with uh, his sketchbook. Actually, I have to make him come with his uh, sketchbook because this generation is different. Maybe in the next segment we talk more about that. But yeah, that's that's how we also bond. Uh, mm-hmm. When I'm painting, then uh, he sits sits with me and and does his thing. So. Uh this is something that i really wanted to tell you and let me tell it to you right away that the way you carry yourself now a lot of colors right on yeah. i mean i have always seen you in sari or i am uh, connected with you on instagram so yeah. i see you in other clothes also but i have always seen you very colorful yeah. and i think that is a part of your personality yeah is that a conscious decision that you want to carry it your this way or is it that something that comes to you naturally and you are this it's not something planned I am this. Uh, I am this. Um, I I would say because you know when I was in school, uh, my my mother was uh, a teacher, mm-hmm. and every morning I would get up half an hour earlier than my waking up time because I would want to select her sari, her blouse, her chappals, her jewelry, her bindi, and keep it ready for her so that she can dress up and go to okay. school. So I have been doing this for my mom since I was very little, and then when I grew. up to wear a sari i started wearing saris i think i i started wearing saris when i was in college on mm-hmm. and off but yeah that's when i i started doing it and it's not conscious at all it's just the way i am <laughs> <laughs> lovely you're just the last 
thing that I really wanted to ask you is uh, not everybody is as gifted. Not everybody mm-hmm. is trained into yeah. painting yeah. or color matching or something like that. But color has its healing effects on all. Yes. How would a general person who is not uh, trained into art or mm-hmm. hasn't been exposed to art very consciously now develop that particular uh, or invite the healing effect, healing effect of art mm-hmm. in his life along with his child's and enjoy that together? How does he yeah. create, how he yeah. or she create that moment? How yeah. would you suggest? Yeah. Um, colors definitely heal. And uh, when you talk about... Uh, um you know the indian uh, tradition of wearing colored stones and things like that basically it is uh the color therapy that that it yes. uh, uh, comes uh, comes comes from you know that this is the color missing in probably your composition and that's why you have to wear a particular color uh to balance yourself uh, i mean that's how i perceive it um one can obviously um uh, when it comes to children i would say that uh, do it with your child you know introduce them to colors yourself to colors start painting and do that um colors are important when when you look at colors it does not only heal you it would also uh, make you happier mm. um and on days when you want to paint gray paint gray you know there's nothing bad in it so mm-hmm. just it it is an emotion gray is an emotion so just let do your that. mind just yeah. do its talking it, it, let it do it a, a day when you want to uh, uh, probably call the sunshine and paint yellow just paint yellow um uh, and just make colors your friends so don't be scared of them uh, just make friends with them uh, the other uh, thing i would like to say is that th- this is something that i follow uh, one because it eases me in selecting my wardrobe but <laughs> <laughs> i also follow colors of the day Mm-hmm. um it is a very old uh, tradition yes. uh where every day has uh, its own color has its own color and as far as i can i'm not very hellbent on it uh, as far as i can i follow the color of the day it non i mean it's uh, not a superstition just a it's choice. not a superstition it, just I, a choice i have like many sarees so it, <laughs> <laughs> it eases me to select the saree even right. my kid now knows that mama today is this day and what color of the day is it so you know it just eases me out but it also may make a person more comfortable uh with the color therapy part of it mm-hmm. uh, like mondays is white uh tuesdays is reds so any family of reds wednesdays is blue so anything blue turquoise uh, those colors thursdays is yellow so yellow orange that range um fridays is green saturdays is black uh, and sundays is essentially open to any color that you would want to wear um uh, but if you follow this then it not only um, uh, for me it eases out my wardrobe but mm. uh, it would also um align you with the days of the week if if that is uh what you'd want to do in terms of color therapy uh you know i'm um there are color therapists also which heal people with colors so i think they will be able to give more insight into how color therapy essentially can uh, uh i've heard it he- uh, it heals uh, uh, mental health uh, issues also mm. so um that can be done but i i'm i'm not a specialist mm-hmm. in that so uh, all i can tell you is that colors 
help me. Uh, I emote through colors. Um, uh, it also has helped me uh, connect with my uh, child when he was younger. You know, we would do things together. And uh, I think that is a bond that we have created. And that's a comfort that he has also with colors that cannot be dismissed. Correct. You know, it's it's uh, been established since the beginning and it's it's just there. It's a so part of your relationship. It's, yeah, it's a part of our relationship. Yeah. Shristi, one problem that we all face uh, in our lives is the addiction of our children to mobile and laptop and t- television. Uh, one way I think uh, handling it is that the mother not watching it, the mother completely giving up on that. Mm. I hope that helps. At least in my family, it does. But mm. is there another way? Um, children emulate what you do. Uh, we should also understand that they are a different generation. Yeah. Uh, we should understand that they're born in a in an era where mo- they were born with their parents uh, when their parents had mobile phones. When they were born, we took their pictures when they were a f- couple hours old or a couple minutes old. Yes, you know. Uh, so we must accept that. Uh, my kid is. Gen Z and the children that are born now are younger than him are Gen Alpha. Mm. So when you're talking about Gen Z and Gen Alpha, you cannot talk about them without technology. Correct. So technology is so deeply ingrained uh, in these uh, uh, children and this generation that you cannot raise them the way we were raised. Mm. And expecting that is completely wrong Mm. Um, so what I would recommend is uh, accept the fact that they are going to watch mobile phones they are going to watch laptops they are going to watch television what you could do is control their timings Mm -hmm. Uh, what you could do is control the content um, now, when I talk about his sketch, my, my son's uh, drawing and sketching, he in fact uses YouTube to learn drawing and sketching. Oh. So he's still watching. He's still watching the mobile. But what he is doing instead is learning from it. Uh, so there are a lot of shows. Uh, I think he'll be able to give better names um, of, of these artists mm-hmm. Um who teach children to make uh, uh, superhero characters and they teach children to do animes. Um, they uh, they also have craft videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not only does he sketch through those YouTube videos, he also develops crafts, mm-hmm. um, weapons and stuff like that. So that's, that's what he likes doing. So I've accepted the fact if he's in my studio for like an hour two hours watching youtube while he's creating something i think that's acceptable to me because he's still creating something he's not being a uh, a zombie just watching stuff um another if we if we start looking at the positives right mm-hmm. we will understand that there's so much that we can turn around for ourselves mm-hmm. um um my son has incredible language and I'm so surprised. Uh, it's because of some of the shows that he watches. Uh, uh, so we have put in all, all the checks and balances in place where the content is actually uh, controlled. But he speaks very good language for his age. So that mm-hmm. is a positive that that I can talk about. Um, 
then what direction are you giving them enough uh, outdoors are you giving them enough sports uh, are you um, also making them uh, go out with you like i have tugged him along for the podcast today you know because mm-hmm. he wanted to see a real time studio because he wants to know where uh, the artists that he follows on youtube are recording their stuff mm-hmm. and how does a recording studio look like um so he's here for that he's born in an era where probably his job tomorrow is would be related to technology mm-hmm. so for me to devoid him of technology would really be wrong as a parent uh you know not giving him access to technology right. um because ai is going to be an integral part of how we live uh we are already in 2020 you know we were waiting for 2020 it's already here uh and ai is is the next thing and it's going to rule our life um so uh, when we uh, when we live in a world where alexa switch on the tv you cannot <laughs> you know expect your child to be stone aged uh, you know so i think accept the fact that they are going to be hooked to devices but how you positively turn uh, turn that around for you um is in your hands you know um i have my one hour of television after i'm back from work and uh, he respects that and he knows that and uh, then he's okay with it and he also knows that mama has studio time mm-hmm. uh, my studio time on weekends so he would just come along and either play his lego he's a creative kid uh, or watch his youtube and do his sketching or not watch his youtube and do his sketching it depends on him but we have music in the house and then that's how uh we're doing things uh and then he has his out- outdoor time as well he likes skating he likes running around with his friends so you know that's his outdoorsy time i make sure that he goes out uh to play with his friends for an hour or two in the evening mm-hmm. so that's the time uh, he's out and then he's in the school the whole day so i do give him that one to two hours uh, freely on a school day on a weekend it sometimes become a bit much but uh, then i just pull him out of the house to um come along for chores and other things so that's that's how Lovely. i manage it so my dear listeners let me just summarize what shrishti said till now in bullet points number 1 sketch what they connect with number 2 use coloring books number 3 let art express what they think number 4 spend quality time painting together put on some music maybe use words like studio time it helps if you know what i mean number 5 make your child conscious of the colors around him point out the color of things that he or she is using discuss colors with the child number 6 embrace technology in the right way make your child know the names of artists and paintings maybe even if they want to explore knowledge like who created a particular avenger image maybe or what does an art designer do help them do that lead them towards that and finally take them to spots make them visit the kind of places which expose them to art craft culture and colors absolutely shrishti thank you so much for this i really really value the time we spent here yeah and uh, thank you for bringing uh, sidant as well because I can see that he is enjoying it. He is recording it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been 
exciting and nice uh, speaking about what i do i hope i could uh, there was know, a lot help. of value add i yeah. mean you can't even say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was the beautiful shristi rao speaking to us about british fair diaries dear listeners please do reach out to us with your thoughts on hello at icafepodcasts.com if there is something significant that you have to share which benefits our audience we will invite you to speak on our show british word diaries is brought to you by icafe podcast please subscribe to www.icafepodcasts.com or hear us on all other audio apps stay tuned with us we are bringing this on icafe podcast 